Hey, nice to see you. Nice to see okay. you too. Yeah. Oh, I hope yeah. the connection is good. It, it's, I'm all right. It's been a little tumultuous, but, but pretty good. This is really great because this is really what I want to explore in this podcast really is that where do, do our spiritual teachings meet us in the world and how do we use those teachings in whatever way so it can be teachings or love you know the love and the presence and like that beautiful um affirmation that you just gave or whatever it is but how do we bring them into our lives and live them when most of us i think have vastness like you say and conditionings and we can maybe see maybe on an intellectual level that they're not true but we really want to i think we're not really it's not that we're not satisfied that's not really the right words but you could say we're not really satisfied if we're not living them or something in us i feel like there's an urge in us that we really yeah. want to live and experience the teachings so that's really yeah. what i'd love to explore with you you know and in whatever way yeah. you you would like to share or look or sure i mean you know it's just funny how how my my life ebbs and flows really high beautiful meditation state which gets higher and every you know clearer every day mm. and at the same time then the struggles with desire and uh oh you know a little self-doubt and then you know um, the last night in the middle of the night I, I burst into tears for a few minutes because the pain was so strong you know so this is like you I think you can't you can't bypass the emotional stuff you have to go through it there's there's times when you can bypass it in a healthy way by using some kind of uh, you know uh, jnana yoga affirmation understanding meditation is a way of bypassing can be a very healthy thing mm. but then when you don't when you can't bypass it you have to just be there with it and let yourself be human and you know cry the tears mm. and um, feel the pain and feel the desire and and leave it all in the hands of God because I don't really know what's supposed to happen. I really all <laughs> I can say is God, Thy will be done, you know. And please take me to enlightenment, one way or another. And I don't know which way, you know. Um, and, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be pain free. Yeah. Wouldn't it be nice if it could be pain free? Yeah, take me to enlightenment, but I don't want the path that doesn't have any pain in it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, it's probably not going to be available. You know, so we have to just surrender and and do our best but you know embrace the human as we grow towards the divine this is so important you know that's very beautifully said yeah. and it's so kind of mysterious isn't it how we can experience total um for lack of better words let's say just like in a meditation or something we can feel like union with god and like there's no separation and like lots of bliss and love in our heart but then the very yeah. next the very next minute <laughs> or the very next day then we're experiencing like some kind of human thing but i don't think that's like or my way of looking at that is that's not a mistake and it's not wrong and it's totally part of like what you said which maybe you'll say again the beautiful affirmation that you shared um it's really part of everything like so your affirmation was something like everything is is am <laughs> that's my my only memory now and <laughs> you can say it in a minute but really that that human suffering it's not wrong or bad it's more 
just it's just an expression also of the divine and we can come to I think we can like just like you said I'm really just saying it in a different way but we can come to really love the human aspect of ourselves and just see like life is all of this it's both sides you know like so that sitting in meditation is one side of the coin that's the way Muji tends to put it <laughs> like one side of the coin and the other mm-hmm. side of the coin maybe is like our human expression that we can see can clearly evolve and change and grow in love and grow in understanding but it's not that that side shouldn't be there or that needs to not be there it's just like it's just like the same as nature you know the way yeah a flower grows you know or like the way the changing states of a, a tree or something so that's like the nature of a human is this kind of evolving nature that we can continue to grow in love probably endlessly i feel like endlessly I know there are a few, mm-hmm. I think maybe even people that express very highly, let's say like Amma, for example. So she's a very beautiful example where she expresses much, much love, but maybe within herself as well, she can see like maybe outside we can't see, or maybe some people can and some people can't, but I'm sure she has, she can see an evolving in her human nature as well, perhaps. Ever and I don't ever know. With Amma, it's 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 hard to speak about Amma in ordinary human terms, you know, because she's <laughs> yeah. a divine. She's an avatar. She's a mm-hmm. divine incarnation, one of the biggest that's ever walked the earth. Mm-hmm. So we we can certainly speak about our human evolution and <laughs> yeah. and our process. But Amma is like, wow, well, you know, she's so superhuman mm. that you know she's really God incarnate. This is my experience of her. And mm-hmm. So it's just like you know. I mean, I, I, I hesitate to speak of her in human terms because mm-hmm. on one level they might apply, but on another level, she's just totally beyond anything. Mm-hmm. You know, she's not an ordinary human being, you know. So mm-hmm. um, I can't speak of her going through an, any kind of evolutionary process. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't mm-hmm. think of her in that way because... Mm-hmm. She's the, you know, for me, she's the absolute perfection in a human disguise. Yeah. So there's no, there's no growth there that I know of. It's just like perfection doesn't grow. It just is, you know, it's, she's the supreme being incarnate. It doesn't change, you know, it's just pure love that continues to radiate endlessly infinitely forever but it's always been that way you know Mm. it's not something new it's not changing and growing to express it in a bigger way i don't think Mm. i don't know you know i it's it's hard for me to say i mean some people are speaking of ama there's some a story um you know and it may be true that the place where ama's um, ashram is uh, right now was you know two thousand years ago or three thousand years ago was her ashram then Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I don't know much about this story, but they I think that they that Ama dug up a Murti, <clears throat> uh, uh, a statue of the, the goddess um, from that time, you know, mm-hmm. 3000 years ago and said, oh, this is from the last ashram I had here. <laughs> so who knows? I don't know. You know, I, you yeah. know, to what extent Ama is, you know, a spiritual master incarnating, you know, and, again and again and each time becoming more of the the fullness mm. or whether to me Ama is the fullness absolute you know i mean it's funny um 
there's some talk about Amma being the reincarnation of Sri Ramakrishna. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know. I and Many, many years ago, I asked one of the senior swamis here, when I first arrived in the ashram, I said, is Amma the reincarnation of Sri Ramakrishna? And he said, no, no. <laughs> and I had to say that for me, I agreed with this, that for me, Amma is, is like Devi incarnate. Amma is God incarnate, not, you know, the reincarnation of some other guru. That doesn't make sense to me. She's the fullness of God, you know? Yeah. It's like um, a big deal, you know? So, um I mean, it's kind of funny. Sri Ramakrishna was obviously an amazing spiritual master. I love him dearly. Mm -hmm. I say his name every day. Um, but, you know, one of his qualities was that if someone who was a little bit impure touched mm -hmm. him, he might jump as if he'd been stung by a bee. Mm -hmm. so he was an embodiment of, of supreme purity. But, you know, Ama, on the other hand, is hugging thousands of people a day when we're not in, in quarantine. Now she's starting to give darshan again. Mm. Um, but, I mean, I've seen her hug 20,000 people in a day. And this is people from all walks of life. And she yeah. does not, she's not the least bit disturbed by impurity of any kind. It's all for her. Everyone is God, you know. All are simply the children of God. And she doesn't, <laughs> she, I yeah. mean, she might scold somebody for drinking, right? She might scold an alcoholic and say, hey, stop that drinking. But she then will give them a warm embrace and a mm -hmm. smile and pinch the cheeks, you know. So mm -hmm. she's not, you know, anyway, I honor both Sri Ramakrishna and Amma fully. But mm -hmm. I, it's hard for me to see them as being a sequence, a sequential one after the other. I mean, Amma is to me as if the mother Kali or goddess Durga has taken birth. That's what she is for me. Not everybody wow. may have that same opinion, and that's fine. Yeah, it's so, very beautiful for you or for anyone to have anybody in the world that they see like that. And then her presence or just the idea of her is a wonderful kind of teaching <laughs> in itself, even if she doesn't say anything, just because you, you hold that idea of her and yeah you're right maybe we shouldn't really talk about her or really anybody else <laughs> at all like because we really don't know what's going on in them and if you see her like that that's like beautiful and perfect and very wonderful and also like just to go back to what you said before is that we really just don't know anything <laughs> really just don't know anything but I'd, I know that yeah. she is also like I, my experience with Emma is also like super powerful. So even to to talk about her as a human is totally coming from a mind perspective, because yeah, like really, it's better to just for me, it's better to just say I don't know, and for you, like it's like whatever is totally true for you is totally true for you. <laughs> so that's good. Yeah, I mean, for me, the you know the guru. I mean, I, I can't even talk about the guru in a general way, but I can definitely speak about Amma. It's just mm -hmm. like, at some point, I just realized, you know, that she is the an embody, a full embodiment of the divine, and that if, if my mind sees something else that oh, doesn't look to be perfect or something, then that's part of her disguise mm -hmm. that enables her to walk in the world with us. You know, mm -hmm. and, and but, but the truth of what she is, is the the divine totality in a human disguise. And so if I'm knowing, if I'm seeing clearly that I know she's the divine totality, she's absolute 
perfection and she's omniscient and omnipresent and all powerful and she's Krishna <laughs> and and Jesus and you know God the Father and any other name you might want to put on it. Yeah. You know, but she's also you know taken on a human disguise which enables us enables her to walk with us yeah. and enables us to come close to her. When like I, she said some years ago. Yeah, go ahead. No, just when I hear you saying that I feel like that's a really I like the way you're saying that she's in human disguise and her presence then can kind of teach us or like I like to see all of life like that I know all of life doesn't express so kind of full well maybe it does <laughs> it's all like through the filters of the mind but um all of life is really God in disguise that's for sure but we find that's it harder sure to too, you know yeah. it's easy to look at someone like Emma that expresses like the way she expresses full of love like I've I'm sure you have a million more stories and seen a million more things than I have <laughs> but even with the yeah. very little that I have it can be easy to see her as an incarnation of love but the rest of life is where the challenge is but it's also equally an incarnation of love which is what she's here to teach us and beings like her that everything is god or everything is that love and that's that is their message so when we see someone who is maybe expressing in um a hateful way or something can we look at mm -hmm. them and say this is also god in disguise yeah and um, that's the great challenge yeah that's the great the challenge yeah. yeah yeah and really bringing it back rather like i'd prefer than talking about other people and all because we really don't know but to really bring her teaching because i'm sure for you it's ama and maybe you talked about ramakrishna i think you let many teachings come into you because i i see you sharing on facebook and you share many uh wisdom quotes and everything from all different teachers so you allow it in yeah, I, I, love all, I love all the gurus i love yeah. all of them yeah <laughs> but how does that then touch our lives and like when we have a challenge how can we use those to really i i like to think of it as kind of clean our minds because really it's our, our minds that are somehow like filtering what we see and say this is good and this is bad or this is of god and this is not of god <laughs> and clearly that's oh, just yeah. a mind a mind filter mm. so. well you know i can tell you i can share with you an image that i work with every day yeah. um that really helps me i mean i have a lot of friends that have been, you know, saying to me, how do we deal with this war in Ukraine? It's the most horrible thing. And how do we, is Amma saying anything about it? And how can I wrap my head around it? And, and, and you know, sometimes I will be posting something like a, a quote from Robert Adams about how everything is perfect. And I'll get people complaining, like, what is this baloney? Everything is perfect. What about the war? What about the suffering? You put that Robert Adams in Ukraine and let, let us see if he has to, you know, is he still going to spout that nonsense, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I just explain, I explain what I do every day to take myself out of the, of the realm of suffering and illusion and, 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 swallow up the whole world in in god i just you know i use a simple image um in in hinduism god has two sides one is shiva and one is shakti shiva shakti they fit together they're kind of like the yin and the yang mm -hmm. of of god of consciousness uh that they they seem quite different and yet they're actually indivisible parts of the whole um 
Shakti, this is usually, you know, like the goddess, is, um, to me, this is my own understanding, um, is the author, producer, director, and projector of the entire cosmic movie. Mm. Whereas Shiva is the screen of pure consciousness on which the movie is shown. Um, you have to have both Shiva and Shakti for the movie of life to appear. So Shakti, one of her qualities is, is omnipotence and another is omniscience. So she, she, this means that she saw her creation from beginning to end in the very first moment. Her omniscient mind filmed the whole billion universe creation from the first moment mm. in every detail. Whoosh, the omniscience of God is such a powerful concept. Mm -hmm. So in, in, in not everyone wants that concept. I, I will go into it. But but he, there you have it. Shakti, the all-powerful creator, created this vast universal play basically out of nothing, out of pure consciousness, just because she wanted to have this outrageous creation. Mm -hmm. So she not just created it, she, <laughs> she wrote it. She created, wrote it, and filmed it in the first moment. The whole thing, billions of universes from beginning to end, already filmed. And now she's playing, she's playing the movie. She's projecting the movie by her infinite power for her own entertainment. Mm. And she's also playing every character in the movie. This is her great divine adventure, is you could say to divide <laughs> herself into zillions separate souls, and then to evolve within all those souls, all the way from amoeba to God-realized master. You know, mm. each soul going through thousands and thousands, maybe millions of incarnations until they finally attain enlightenment. And she's witnessing every single lifetime of zillions of souls in all those universes. And she gets to enjoy all of it from within the whole drama, right, of life and birth and death and sex and all of it. Um, and, and war and uh, everything, right? And she's witnessing, experiencing all of it. And yet also she's the audience, you know, watching the whole thing, you know, ec ec ecstatic over her amazing movie. Mm. So, you know, so she's enjoying the whole vast love story. And eventually um, it's, it's her within every single soul who will finally attain full God realization. Mm. So this is her fantastic play. So I start my, my morning meditation with just, you know, very simple, well, who am I? I? You know, and I just quickly say, you know what, I'm not Ram Dass. I'm not this person with a, with a set of problems mm. um, in a certain circumstance. That's not what I am. I'm not that little infinitesimal speck of color on the movie screen. Mm. I am Amaparashakti, Amakali, the author, producer, director, and projector of the entire cosmic movie. My power is the one cause of the whole billion universe creation. My mm. will is the one only factor in every single moment of the whole cosmic play. Mm. I wrote it, willed it, filmed it, and, and I'm playing every part in the whole movie perfectly, just the way I wrote it. My love for all beings is the great cosmic magnet by which all beings are evolving through numerous lifetimes and adventures into the supreme realization of the divine self. And I am the giver of that enlightenment. That, that self-realization, that merging in me, I am the giver of that enlightenment to every single soul in due course, mm -hmm. according to my own sweet will, my intense divine love, and the script which I myself wrote from before time began. And I'm playing every part in the whole movie perfectly just the way I wrote it. I'm doing every action and reaping the fruits of all actions, all the <laughs> happiness, all the sorrow, all the pain, all the pleasure, all the pride, all the shame in all the universes is my own. 
I'm taking birth as, as, as every animal. I'm having all the adventures and all the experiences in all the species. And I'm taking every human birth in all the, the nations and all the races throughout all time. And there's only me. I'm doing all of it, experiencing all of it, enjoying all of it. You know, uh, and I, I, within every single soul, who will finally uh, <laughs> awaken to the divine. Yes. So, yes, I'm pulling every trigger in the war. I'm, I'm, you know, giving all the orders to, you know, murder all the people and all the bombs. I'm giving all of those commands. And I'm also dying every death there. And it's, it's uh, and I know I'm, I'm the one who's being raped and tortured over there. And I'm also the one who's doing the horrible yeah. atrocities over there. I'm playing every part and it's all my own play. You know, Kalima is the author producer of that play and it's exquisite and it's beautiful and it's amazing and it's a love story and it's divine. It's holy of holies and it's absolutely horrible. You know, it is it is a, a, a divine horror show, a mm. tragic comedy war movie, you know, and it's it's full of everything. And finally, um, every soul gets to attain full God realization. So this is, you know, this is my glorious play. And I now celebrate the glory of my creation, the glory of attaining full God realization within every single soul, within Putin, within Donald Trump, within all the soldiers. It just doesn't <laughs> matter. I, within every soul, will finally attain full God realization. It's amazing. And so I celebrate the, that glory and the, the glory of being the all-powerful author, producer, director, projector of the entire <laughs> super universal movie and the glory of enjoying every moment of my cosmic masterpiece. <laughs> as, as Kalima or Krishna or God the Father or any name you want to give that creator, I'm enjoying the whole show from within and from without and beyond. I'm, I'm just soaking in the, what a fantastic, horrible creation. <laughs> what an amazing show. And of course, it's really just a movie, right? Mm -hmm. So the, there's basically, there's, there's two paths in Hinduism. Can I slow like you down for a sec? Path. Can I stop you for a second before no, you go on to something else? Yeah, I sort of, yeah. yeah. Um, I just want to say that was brilliant. <laughs> that would be like a great way to wake up every morning if you just like got that <laughs> clip and just put that as your <laughs> your like wake up yeah. alarm clock. So just take like five minutes when you're waking up in bed and you listen to that. Um, but yeah. <laughs> when I was listening, I just wanted to kind of like slow it down, you know, like and zoom in yeah. because what we find ourselves in, isn't it, to make it like as a practical thing and even though I feel like when you're saying it, it really does bring you into the heart and it's very expansive and like, wow. But the problem is mm. with most of us here is that we're too caught up in our mind, you know. But if you take yeah. this as a framework for being in life, you know, and you just totally slow it down, slow everything you said down and zoom right into one moment and right into one moment, like what you said, you're not Ramdas and I'm not Amba. This is like... What word did you use? Ama Shakti, Ama Parashakti. So what's really here right now in any given moment, whether you have a seeming challenge or you don't have a seeming challenge, like whatever the script is that, that Shakti has written is mm. Shakti. Shakti is playing it out, but also at the very same time is that Shiva. So if you really s slow it down in one moment. So another word for 
Shiva and Shakti that many people use in spirituality could be like awareness and consciousness. And they're both also two aspects of the same thing. You know, of course, words never really do it justice, but awareness is totally removed in a way. It's not really removed from the world, but kind of is. And then consciousness is the whole play and it's written. Well, consciousness is is shakti <laughs> everything there is shakti but they totally go together like they can't be divided yeah. you know like they shakti doesn't you, stand alone word, yeah go ahead i use the words um <clears throat> uh consciousness and awareness in a slightly different way i can get to that okay. <clears throat> um and the way i look, look at shiva and shakti is that they are both aspects of consciousness that shakti is the creative aspect of god mm -hmm. and shiva is the non-dual is the is the uh pure consciousness that's changeless mm -hmm. that's the the screen that the, mm -hmm. the screen is present within every iota of the movie but it's totally unaffected by it uh -huh. so you know what i was gonna i was going to say <clears throat> is that um in Hinduism, you have the bhakti path, mm -hmm. which is the path of devotion, where, you know, this is where we, we look around at the movie, and at some point, we kind of get that real happiness is not really found in the games of the movie. It's not really found in the falling in love with another character or the various things we do, you know, becoming a movie star or whatever we want to do. We don't really find that lasting pure happiness in anything in this movie and eventually we, we kind of look up and and we discover that the whole movie is being projected by this uh by the projector mm. we discover god the creator we through some spiritual path or some experience or another we discover god the creator and that's the, wow the power behind the whole show and we realize the movie is kind of just an illusion it's just and and that huge power is the truth, and that's the source of real love and light. And and like you know, we fall in love with that supreme source, and we start to see that supreme source shining within the whole movie. And we maybe take a mantra or the name of God, and and you know, we fall in love, and we pray for more devotion, and we start feeling that love all the time, and we keep remembering that projector that's blazing the light and love and you know eventually in meditation like the mantra may become kind of like a rocket that that lifts us up the ray of light that's projecting us mm. you know we're, we're being projected by mm -hmm. that by that projector with the ray of light we can ascend up that ray of light and finally you know in the culmination of devotion we merge in the projector we become one with parashakti Mm. So, or Krishna or Jesus, it's the same. Or any name is fine, but this is the supreme source of the whole show. So that's the mm. bhakti path, is to merge in God through love. Mm. The jnana path is where <clears throat> it's very different focus. They're interconnected, for sure. But the jnana path says, wait a second, you know, I, I'm looking at this character. I think, I'm, you know, this Ramdas character who I think I am. This body, this mind. Wait a minute. The question comes up: where, Who am I really? Is it possible that I'm not this character? <clears throat> is it possible that this body and mind is not what I am? And wh where does this I thought come from? This root of the mind, the I that thinks all the other thoughts. What is that? Is that really what? What am I? Where is that I thought coming from? Who am I really? Let me find out what this I is. And what 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 happens in that investigation is. Eventually, we're pulled out of the shadow on the screen that we thought we were, 
the name in the form of the person, the character Ramdas, pulled out of Ramdas into the screen itself. And the screen itself is the I am that I am that the Bible speaks of. The, the I am that's the substratum of all the other I am's in the movie. There's the I am Amba and the I am Ramdas and the I am John and I am Frank and I am Putin and I am Bert. But all those are, are like illusory I am's, but the, the I am underneath all of them is that I am that I am. That's the, that's the name of that screen. That's Shiva, the pure consciousness that's the witness of the whole movie and it's silence. It's of the nature of, of eternal peace. So the movie is going on and uh, in You know, and of course, millions of characters are dying and the war is going on and bombs are going off. And in another universe, atom bombs are going off all over the place. And, and the movie, the screen, is absolute peace. And when you know that you're not the character, then you can no longer suffer because mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, the screen doesn't suffer. All the suffering takes place due to the idea, I am Ramdas or I am Amba. I am that separate entity. Because, you know, in as long as you think you're a person, well, death can come at any moment. And not just death, but humiliation. You could be arrested and imprisoned and slandered and you could lose all your money and you could be evicted from your living situation and end up begging on the street. Maybe you even get leprosy and then you get hit by a car and anything can happen. It could happen to anybody. A bomb could fall on our head today in this moment. Anything can happen. So suffering is the idea. I am a person is made of suffering. It's fearful, you know? If I think I'm this person, boy, that's a flimsy idea. It's not going to give me peace. But if I discover that the I am within me actually doesn't belong to the person, but it belongs to the substratum, which is infinite and eternal and can never suffer and can never die, well, that's the end of suffering, isn't it? I am that I am. I am that which cannot suffer. I am the timeless, changeless, pure consciousness that is present within the whole movie, but is totally unaffected by it. So, you know, you can turn the movie off and the screen is exactly the same. I am pure being. And you can turn the movie on and forest fires are burning and people are drowning in the screen. I am unaffected, timeless, peace, immortal peace, you know, pure being. Now, if you continue to ask, okay, that's great. I've just ended all suffering. But who is saying this I am that I am? Is there something prior to the screen? Is there something that's prior to the I am, the, the divine I am? Who am I really? Where am, what, who am I truly? Where is this I? You, this investigation pulls you finally behind the movie screen. Mm -hmm. Behind the screen, there you have what I call pure awareness. Mm -hmm. The difference is in pure awareness, there is no I thought. Mm -hmm. There's no phenomena at all. The screen, the I am that I am, that's the root of all phenomena. Without it, Shiva says I am, Shakti says I am, and the whole creation is saying I am this, I am that, I am so-and-so. But that's, so consciousness is, 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 the, is encompassed within the, the thought I am. Mm -hmm. Behind the movie screen, the I thought disappears. There's nothing there. And because there's no I thought, there's no phenomena, there's no thinker, there's no other thought. Without the I thought, there is no perception as possible because there's no one to perceive. There is no creation because there's no one to perceive a creation. There is nothing but absolute peace, deepest kind of bliss, pure silence. And this is then infinitely expansive. And 
ultimately, truly, that supreme peace is what we all are. And really nothing but that has ever existed. That's the highest truth. We are all that supreme peace and we have never, ever had any problem. We've never had anything to worry about. We have always been the absolute oneness, inseparable. It's the ultimate essence of what God is. That's what we are. And it's of the nature of divine peace, supreme bliss, divine silence, absolute oneness. And only that truly exists. However, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, and that's, that can be like it's uh, like an intuitive knowing in the heart, like because it's very hard to say how you know we know that, you know, but we do know it. And it is very possible to know and be connected with. And my however, you said however, <laughs> and the however was, it's like to not lose sight of that when the the play is seemingly still playing out because yeah. the thing is we do know it and everybody knows it everybody knows that deep in the heart of their being so some people think they know it some people are aware they know it you know we're all aware on different levels but we really all know it because we are it <laughs> um yeah. however bringing it into the conscious part, like what you said, I am that I am. So when it comes into that conscious story, so you're able to speak it, you know, so because you're able to speak it and we're able to hear it, that allows us to, you could say, draw from its source, <laughs> even though we're always drawn from mm -hmm. its source because there is no other source, <laughs> really. But Actually, I didn't think I was going to say this, but somehow now I'm going to say it. And I think that's where like faith has a really, um, it's kind of something that's very important. Like it's almost like it, you could say a bridge between knowledge and love. And they're not really even two different things. So you're kind of saying just two things. But like when I hear, I don't even really, well, I, I know the paths are different. You know, one path feels maybe more intellectual and one path feels more like you're just surrendering and going into your heart however the love leads to knowledge and knowledge leads to love like the final well there is no final thing <laughs> but you could say they really both lead to the same thing mm. really but i yes. feel like then when we're mm. living the life you know when we see it seems like you know when it seems like so we have this intuitive knowing you could say intuitive awareness for lack of better words that this uh awareness what you call awareness is beyond this whole play but it still still seems like there's a a, a man that people call ramdas and a woman that people call amba it seems like they're here and yeah. they're having a conversation <clears throat> and after this you'll go off and you'll do many things in your day and i'll go off and do many things in my day and there'll be i think it's so natural for like a human to experience many different things you know we're so interconnected with all of life you know with other mm -hmm. humans with nature with animals with so many things mm -hmm. and because of that interconnectedness like we feel everything <laughs> you know we it's yeah. like we can feel the whole universe within us yeah. because we are the whole universe mm -hmm. so somehow i i'm attracted today <laughs> to the word mm -hmm. and the idea of faith because i feel yeah. like love is so inherent in faith and 
also that intuitive knowing because it can't be a, a knowing in the mind you know because to really live from that space we actually have to let go of the mind completely so mm. therefore that's a kind of a faith isn't it like it's a willingness to totally just let go of grasping onto anything at all and it's also like a kind of a trusting that everything that happens is an act of love from this source you know mm. that we're using lots of different words for <laughs> here mm -hmm. but um i don't know if you have any uh thing that you could say about faith or if you have any connection to the idea of faith oh yeah i mean faith it's it's for me <clears throat> It's, it's, it's funny because for me, I think, you know, faith, it's kind of faith and knowledge are very deeply linked together. Yeah. Like for me, it's like, I, I, I don't, it's like, I want um, not just a, like a faith, like a blind faith in something I don't understand, but rather I want to experience it and know it. I, I so this is like becomes faith becomes for me knowledge. Like I, it's not, and I'm, I mean, it's not experiential. It's like I know this is true because I go there every day. It's like I know this is, you know, I know that I am that I am. I know that I am that supreme. I'm Brahman. Mm. I am that supreme silence, that peace, absolute mm. silence. So yes, and then of course you carry that with you. That knowledge is a faith that you carry with you all the time and that informs every moment of the human life, the faith that God is doing everything. Mm -hmm. It's a knowledge, it's an experience, and it's also a faith. I mean, there, there are sort of three uh, three words for the same thing, you know, but the stronger your experience is, the stronger your knowledge is, then the stronger your faith is. And there's the three things, you know, that's like mm -hmm. the faith is not sort of a... a a sort of like a faith and a hope that I hope it's true, but maybe it isn't mm -hmm. kind of like, that's kind of like, I don't want that kind of faith. I want the faith that says, I know this is true. I this is the truth is I am the absolute supreme reality. And I am also, this is what I was going to say when I said, um, however, oh, yeah. <laughs> which is that after you, you know, you find yourself to be this absolute silence, infinitely expansive supreme peace. And you know this is the absolute truth of what you are and, and who you, you've, you've wiped the whole slate of the mind clean. All the worries and fears and you know pains and stuff, all of that is gone. And you've discovered yourself to be the supreme being of absolute peace. And you know, this is the true self of all beings. It's the only reality underlying every moment of time and space. This is what we are. It's absolute pristine divinity itself. Then you can come back and see, oh, look, the little, the little uh, yin-yang Shiva Shakti movie is playing out like a little mirage bubble within me. Mm. And I can now come down inside that yin and yang bubble and recognize that it's all myself. Mm. So that, and I, then I am Parashakti. And the whole movie is me, and I'm playing every part in it, and there's nothing and no one that is not me. So I, yeah, I'm, I am, I am the absolute, and it's absolutely exquisite to go there and mm -hmm. clean the mind of any fear, and then come back and embody full compassion, because everyone is myself. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and all the suffering in the world is my own self that's forgotten who he, she is. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm, I'm not possessing the knowledge of who I am. And I want to embrace everyone with this knowledge and go, oh, my God, you know, I see your suffering so much. And although I wouldn't say it, I go, you don't have to suffer. You're the supreme reality. All you have to do is wake up. You're already the supreme (laughs) being. But of course, I wouldn't walk around talking like that. But there's somehow there's a way of embracing. I mean, I mean, there's another level that I work with in my meditation. I don't know that I want to go into it. It's kind of funny. But it's too, it's too, it's like, I'll I'll do it just because here we are, right? It's fun. Okay, so the next step for me is to then pretend that Parashakti, uh, you know, uh, Kalima, the, the the projector of the movie, is the is inside the 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 toe bone of my right big toe, mm-hmm. and Parashakti is projecting the movie of billions of universes onto my right big toenail. Mm-hmm. So now. Here I am looking down at the, the movie of billions of universes and I see Shiva and Shakti and the movie playing out on my toenail. And I recognize, you know, first of all, the movie is really just an illusion. I am the true self of all those beings. And what is my true, what is my nature? You know, it is supreme bliss. I am supreme peace. I am supreme compassion, supreme love. I am the form of all the gods. I am the form of all masters. Uh, I am supreme love. I am supreme compassion. I am uh, Nirvana Nanda. I am the, the bliss of Nirvana and the supreme uh, unconditional mercy. And I'm looking down at the zillions of beings suffering in that little toenail movie. I'm going, gosh, I, you don't have to suffer all you, and you don't have to change either. You don't have to become good in the movie. All you have to do is wake up and recognize your true self, who I am. You know, all, and so I then, you know, Amma has this meditation of showering white flowers of peace on all beings, like mm. shower, shower the whole planet with white flowers of peace. So what I do is when in this state, I look down at the toenail movie and I shower white flowers of peace and complete forgiveness and complete compassion on all beings, inviting all to just awaken from the dream of that toenail movie and merge in me and be forever free. So this is, is this, you know, and then I can kind of carry that that bhava around with mm-hmm. me. I was just inviting everybody to 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 merge in God to wake up. You know, you don't have to. You can still be a murderer in the movie. It doesn't matter what you're doing in the movie. But the <laughs> movie is not what you are. You are the supreme being, and it's of mm-hmm. the nature of supreme peace right now. So we to wake up in you know in the infinity of our true being and and just the supreme compassion of our true being. And, and you want to extend that with compassion and love to everybody because you know, we're all the same supreme self. And its nature is, is, is compassion and pure love and freedom and bliss. You know, we are all the bliss of the Paramatma, but we're down here suffering with anxiety and like, I'm not good enough. No, wake up with the supreme peace and the supreme bliss. Come on, it's so easy. the few responses that are coming is like you know when you were saying you're looking at your toenail and you're loving everything like (laughs) all the the beings are down there Uh, for me like I feel like I'm still working with different uh, conditionings you know that are arising within me so I feel like I have to work with each thing as it comes but from that level you know so something might come and it might feel really like 
it could be, let's say, a feeling of self-hate. You know, a feeling of self-hate comes and it might or might not be related to a story. But then to actually yeah. meet that self-hate with love, you know, from that unconditional love place, like my true nature, <laughs> you know, so really allowing that feeling of self-hate yeah. because that's part of the story, you know, so that's yeah. like really, really bringing it into the story is by meeting every single part of the story. But for me, yeah. it's much more alive, you know, when it's within me, <laughs> you know, and I feel like I have a mountain of things to work with. You know, there were certain points in my life where I felt like, oh, all my conditioning is gone now, you know, because I, I have mm. experienced many months of completely no mind, no, no, nothing coming up. But then as life continues, like it seems like, no, there's loads of stuff going. <laughs> so now there's more and more and it kind of feels like, okay, maybe I'm never going to come to an end, but it's not mm. me. That's not coming to an end. It's just the story. Well, and maybe it will, you know, like I actually don't know if it will come to an end or not, but the thing is that I, who I truly am, don't have a requirement for the story of Amber's body mind to come to an end of conditioning. My job you could say, or my joy actually is more accurate. <laughs> my joy is to meet everything that comes up and to meet everything in that love. And it's yeah. not, it doesn't always happen like just like that, just because I yeah. know in really deep in my heart, I really know the truth, like what's true. <laughs> and I know that everything yeah. is God. But yeah, sometimes the sensations and the feelings and the depth of the darkness you could say the depth of the darkness can feel over riding that love in a moment you know but because yeah. grace is totally here and available to all of us and i feel like i can just be grateful really to the guru or god that like grace continues to keep me open enough to bring that grace mm. and to um then to kind of look with love and to bring love in and to just really allow everything like so you know i said self-hate because that's one of the hardest things to allow yourself to feel and to mm. allow yourself to feel it is really bringing love you know and there's many things i don't know maybe it's not the hardest thing but i know it is a, a difficult thing and of course grief is a really difficult thing to allow ourselves to feel and we can experience grief on loads of different levels you know like the death of someone we love or even when just people we love leave our lives you know but also mm -hmm. grief even for parts of ourselves you know like parts of ourselves mm -hmm. that especially when we're recognizing that really they're they're not true and they're not going to survive and there's something that really recognizes really deeply that this part of me isn't going to survive somehow a grief can come with that as well and it can feel like a really mm -hmm. deep grief like something in us feels sad to to let it go you know it's almost like we've had as a small child you know we have oh like kids have these dummies you know that they suck mm -hmm. and when they get yeah. to a certain point they kind of have to let it go because the parents maybe don't mm -hmm. want a five-year-old sucking a, a dummy anymore and like they're yeah. trying to encourage them to let it go and maybe they also know that they look like a baby when they have it so they really have to let it go but they might be upset about letting it go as well yeah. so i suppose that's what feels really important to me is that I just apply it to everything 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 in myself like that love and then I don't really 
need to so much be concerned about the suffering of others unless they're right in front of me you know if they're mm. right in front of me asking me for for help then i will say yeah. or do anything that i can but i feel like i do see as well that like the more loving i am towards myself then i tend to just be more peaceful and not reactive when i'm meeting people in the world so there's nothing for their hearts to bounce off <laughs> mm. you know so if they have a potential to feel really hurt or um anything like that and they normally get into an argument with someone they're not going to get into an argument with me because mm. that's not alive in me so already that's going to extend a type of non-suffering at least in that moment you know, maybe not forever. Like maybe I can't extend non-suffering forever because I feel like we do have some amount of, we have to give that love to ourselves, you know? So there's amazing beings in the world that have come a million times like Amma and there's probably millions of different incarnations, but yeah, we we're still here suffering, you know? So they're extending love and love, love, love the whole time, but they're really just showing us how to be with ourselves you know they can't take our suffering away from us somewhat it seems like they can a bit <laughs> okay sometimes nothing that we can say is 100 percent true but if they could they would you know of course they want to take like the way you say you said it yourself like you're looking down upon your toenail which is a symbol of looking down <laughs> upon the whole universe and mm. saying you don't need to suffer you know but yeah these little beings on the toenail are are, are suffering so they have to take that recognize really that love that's within them and recognize themselves this is really what you said mm -hmm. recognize that they don't need to suffer like what you said wake wake up and i think it's not a thing that happens like okay you just see it and then you're just awake and that's it well kaboom <laughs> it's like it has to be moment by moment Wouldn't by moment yeah <laughs> so it's just like in this moment yeah. i'm in this moment i'm loving what's appearing and mm. that's it in the next moment i'm loving what's appearing in the next moment maybe i'm not for a second then it's like okay i recognize mm. that i recognize that i well even it, that's never even true that you're not loving and <laughs> loving what is but just mm -hmm. in a, a moment it might seem like you're you get caught up in the suffering for a minute but then by grace you come back to to choose to love what comes up so really just moment by moment by moment i feel yes, like that's it. how it has yeah. to be like here it has mm -hmm. to be like that and yeah. like maybe in five years time i'll express in a different way <laughs> but i feel mm -hmm. like that's how it has to be because somehow we're mm -hmm. so conditioned to give our attention and our energy to all these stories in our minds that make us suffer you know and not mm -hmm. just it sounds that sounds very simplistic because it's much more complex and more detailed than that like there's so many mm -hmm. filters in our mind and the the suffering and all is not very superficial like it does run deep in us like i don't think we should deny that because if it didn't we'd be out of it like like that and i know we have potential to be out of it like that <laughs> But somehow, because it does run quite deep, it's, mm -hmm. uh, it does take some amount of effort or dedication. Or like you say, I feel like it's really good to have like a devotion to, let's say, the source of love. And then that might be, you know, it's very useful to have a, a human incarnation, but it might not mm -hmm. be. It might be 
something else for us. Sometimes it can be, you know, it can be anything. It doesn't have to be a guru. It could be a child. <laughs> it could be even someone who's who's died, you know, that we just love so much and we feel like they're totally mm-hmm. merged with everything. It doesn't really matter. It's just, it's kind of an idea, really, because everything is mm-hmm. an idea. So even Amma, you know, I don't, I know, maybe I shouldn't really talk about Amma, <laughs> but like maybe Amma is also just a, a part of that story. You know, so Ramdas is part of the story that appears like this. Amma's body and all, she's also a part of the script. She appears like this. Yeah, she's a, she's a character in the movie, just like we are, although exactly. <laughs> she's also, she embodies role. the source of the movie and she embodies the screen. So she is Shiva and Shakti in a human disguise, you know. Exactly. We all are, right? We all are to some extent, but it's just kind of like uh, the difference between you know, an ordinary soul and an avatar. Wow, it's a big difference. Like, you know, we're coming the, to that recognition. The avatar is fully aware of being the projector of the whole show and being the substratum of the whole show and is yeah. omnipresent within the movie, fully knowing the thoughts of all beings and yeah. loving all beings. I mean, that's the avatar state. Yeah. Our, the ordinary soul state is more like thinking I am this little separate entity and not really sure mm. if there is a movie projector or not being knowing anything about the movie screen <laughs> and just being caught in that suffering of suffering. So and it's it, a pretty big difference. Yeah, but, yeah. but maybe it is a, 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 there is a difference. But then also the that script was written, like you said, in one second from beginning to end, all the billions, mm. billions, billions, billions. Mm. So mm. perhaps Ramdas is an avatar in another point in time. You know, because you have the well, potential. I like the sound of that. Or whoever's listening to this, whatever their name is, not to like boost our <laughs> egos. <laughs> That's like against the point entirely. Absolutely. Oh boy. But the I'm point is that. By next week. Yeah. The point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The point is just that we're all made of the same stuff. We're all made of the same yeah, stuff, yeah. but of course, it plays out in different mm-hmm. ways, and and when we look mm-hmm. upon the world, we see differences. But truly, there are no differences, really. Mm-hmm. What was another thing? Oh, yeah, two other things I wanted to say. One was just to go back to the thing about faith. A nice story that came to my mind was um, when we were in school, when I was younger, we used to play, I don't know what we called it, but it's kind of like a trust fall. Maybe they do it all over the world, you know. Oh, so yeah. you, you don't look and you know your friend is going yeah. to catch you behind so you just allow yourself to fall but they stand back that little bit further so you actually feel like a little bit afraid for a second that you might actually fall and hit the ground but usually hopefully almost always (laughs) your friend will catch you um but that's not the point the point is that you're really falling back and you're allowing that you will be caught so i feel like faith is a little bit like that you know because it is connected like you say to knowledge and that's what allows you to fall you know so to have the faith in god to allow yourself to let go of the usual knowledge where our mind let go of everything that we think we know and live in faith so to live in faith really means to live in god like without the mind Mm -hmm. and just that was a good image like somehow that came and then another thing that came the last thing (laughs) just when you were talking about your toenail it came to me i had this dream last night just when i woke up and this kind of sounds weird but like i could just see a few body parts unattached to a human like so there was like a foot maybe a foot and a leg and there was a hand and there was a few things and they were in a line and there was just this kind of overriding thought like aren't these an absolute miracle 
and I was just really like oh yeah <laughs> so somehow I don't know that just came like that everything 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 like so the the toe the hand you know like we're moving our hands like this and we're just taking it for granted like we're moving mm. everything but actually everything uh, everything is a miracle it's like infused with like mm. you said the script <laughs> it's infused mm. with the essence of the one who wrote the script everything mm. and we just kind of we're not really thinking about it as a miracle or something but mm. i don't know somehow that came to me i don't know if it fits in with the conversation anywhere but that's okay <laughs> yeah Oh. lovely to talk with you very very sweet to talk with you yeah yes thank you so much i really enjoyed speaking with you very much and i love your your um enthusiasm and your your life you know when something <laughs> something comes 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 true it's really good <laughs> it's fun to talk it's fun to share yeah. yeah thank you so i wish you and what's the word you use ama parashakti Everything is Ama Parashakti. Is that what you said? Would, would you share that again? That oh, um, my initial uh, little the play, the the affirmation I've been working with is yeah. um, I'll do the a little bit longer version. Um, I am Ama Parabrahman. I laugh at the idea of desire. I'm eternal union with Ama and infinite love, where no separation has ever occurred and no separation will ever occur. And also, I am Amapara Brahman, the true self of all beings. I am eternal union with Amma and infinite love where no separation has ever occurred and no separation will ever occur. Yes. Om Shanti 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 Om Sri Guru Namaha Hari Perfect. <laughs> Same, uh, a great same, uh, pleasure to see you and talk to you. Same, uh, same, same. Thank yeah. you so much. <laughs> Bye.